0: Pages is a game where you will learn as you play, and we strongly recommend experiencing your early runs on your own to enjoy everything without spoilers for the first time. This podcast will assume you have reached the final boss, unlocked all the weapons, and met all the characters. Any additional spoilers will be disclosed in the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Hidden Aspects, a podcast about Hades. I'm your host, Ridiculous Hat, and this week we're joined by Fly That Kite, a Dark Souls and Bloodborne addict, a baron of the stonk market, and uh, also we're married.
1: Yep, that is true. Hi, Fly That Kite here. Yes. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, I'm good. Over here in the uh, dining room, as opposed to the study. So lovely. But we got to keep separate audio tracks, otherwise I'll
0: just I'll hear your radiant voice on my audio too. It'll just be more editing and and just less time I get to spend with you.
1: Yeah, right. You'll just have to edit out my laughing in the background.
0: (laughs) It'll be fine. Um, So Mm -hmm. we'll be getting to know her in a bit, but you can also get to know everyone by following our social media accounts. In addition to following on whatever podcast platform you like, we're still working on iTunes, by the way, should be, uh, should be done soon. Uh, Check us out uh, at Hidden Aspects on Twitter and join our Discord. That link is in the show notes as well as on the website. All right. Time for the interview. So. Okay, right, let's get to know you a little bit more. Tell us a bit about yourself. What's your background with gaming in general?
1: Um, Well, I had a NES growing up, obviously, like everyone else did. And I played a little of that, but I really got into Super NES. And the first game I ever really fully completed was Super Mario RPG. And uh, What a great game, though. So it good. was amazing. I know. And I played it again when I was in college. And it was still so much fun. And I actually still have the original SNES at home in my closet with the cartridge still in it. So I should probably dig that out. But um, I also played Parasite Eve on PlayStation, which was the first PlayStation game I completed. Uh, I did a lot of Pokemon, you know, red and blue, because I grew up during that time. And now I play pretty much everything I can find. A lot of Kirby, I played a lot of Layton, and obviously anything by From Software. Yes,
0: uh, because you were a glutton for punishment. And really, to zone (laughs) in on more recent gaming history, since I've known you, um, there are a couple games that really grabbed you. But I think Hades is the second game that we really shared a common passion for. What was the first one?
1: You know, actually, I'm going to correct you. I think it's the third. Ooh, okay. Um, The first one was obviously Hollow Knight. Um, I started, you actually told me to buy it, and I bought it and played it and loved it, and then you started playing it, and we've both played it, I think completely through, I know I've done it three times, I think you've done it twice, to completion.
0: That was the game, we had to buy another Switch because we were fighting over the one (laughs) to play it more?
1: Yeah, that was was the uh, beginning of the two Switch household, and now we're on three Switches for some unknown reason. But um, the second game I want to say is Ori. Um, Because we both played that at the same time, really. And we both loved it equally. I mean, I tried to get you to play other games and that didn't quite work out. And you also tried to get me to play a few card games that I tried at first and that totally didn't work. So, and now this is the third game I think we've played together.
0: Yeah, and it definitely has... We've put a bunch of hours into it. Um, I mean, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Why did you pick up Hades?
1: Uh, my husband kept shoving it in my face and kept telling me to play it. And I was playing um, Ori, Will of the Wisps, um, and you had started playing Hades, and it looked interesting because we play in the same room. So I'll be on the couch playing on handheld, and you'll play on the TV. and well, it looked interesting. So when you were pushing me to play it, I was like, all right, I'll try it. And it actually really drew me in.
0: Yeah, and you've since tried to get me to play Ori the the too. too, except uh, you were like full-on bawling, I think four times from that <laughs> game. And when you were telling me, wiping the tears away from your face, you got to play this game, um, I'm sure it's deep and affecting, but I don't know if it's...
1: That game is gorgeous it is absolutely amazing um i really want to play it again but i know i'm gonna be a hot mess again just to get to the ending so yeah but it's worth it it's worth it someday
0: when when i have more (laughs) emotional capacity than the year 2020 has provided uh so you and have you played roguelikes before is this the first one you've really gotten into
1: this is my first roguelike, um, and I still don't know if it's roguelike or roguelite, or it's just, I'm like, yeah, it's rogue. Um, It's the first one I've ever played. I've seen you play, I think it was Dead Cells before, and I've never played one, and I never really knew anything about the genre or where that title comes from before you told me, so this is the first one, definitely.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's you've actually seen me play a few of them and maybe you haven't known it. Uh, where's the sound?
1: Probably haven't been paying attention. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> I was trying to block you out.
0: There's one other there's one other roguelike I know you've seen me play.
1: Oh, um Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire. Yes. And I actually no, now I've lied. I played that too. I've actually played Slay the Spire. Didn't realize. I just looked at it, you know, it's funny, I just jumble it in, in the same category as, like, Hearthstone, because you use cards.
0: Yeah, it's, and so, so the, <laughs> like, the roguelike versus roguelike thing, the whole point of the roguelike is that you die a bunch, and then different things happen in the context of the run, uh, with some level of randomness. Mm-hmm. lights you carry over more progress, whereas roguelikes, you just start from scratch. So the the Mirror of Night, for example, and the weapon aspect leveling is what makes Hades into a roguelite, if you want to get specific. I don't think it's necessary to get that specific, but that is the thing. Um,
1: no, it's just when you say the name now, you just mumble the ending so they can't tell if you're saying like or light.
0: Yes. Perfect. Very well done. Um, See? Yeah. it's It works. It's a rogue. It does. Uh, it's a
1: roguelite.
0: But so... We should talk about. I don't know if the world knows how much we casually talk about Hades builds around the house. <laughs> um, what is it about this game that makes us just want to talk about it all the time?
1: Okay, I I want to say just it's the writing, and I know that's not really what we talk about a lot, but we, but we do sometimes. We do, and it's just the writing because it. There are lines that get stuck in your head that every time it comes up, and even out of context, you can say it and still laugh, which is very strange. And I'll be repeating these lines over and over again, or just think about it, and it's really funny. But I think the, the reason we talk about it so much is because there's so many different combinations to play. It's just kind of crazy. How, you could have conversations every day and never have the same conversation twice. It's, there's just so much of it. It's such a big game.
0: Yeah, and the, the joy of the what happened next, what happened next, what I get, what you see in that run, or the running jokes yeah. of the builds that we go for a lot.
1: Hot mess builds? Or is that just me? It's, it's not just you. I, I okay, promise. Well, n- I know what you're getting that I laugh about a lot, so. It's, I don't have it's, a- It's Seastorm. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> and Smoldering Air. I don't have Spoiler a problem. Alert. I don't have a problem. Yeah, you do. It's honestly, fine. I didn't think this was a podcast. I thought this was an intervention, and I'm kind of upset.
0: <laughs> it's, it's okay. We get to talk about your combinations. I'm sure you have one that you go for a lot.
1: something, right? You know, honestly, I don't, I don't know. I guess I do. I guess there is one thing that I do a lot, which is when I take Chiron, I do uh, Dionysus Aphrodite.
0: Low tolerance. Just because
1: I like... Yeah. I like putting Dionysus on special, and it's just so quick. And then you just get plus four, and it's so quick. And Especially I just if love you can it. get that's the concentrated volley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the just, the, yeah, it's amazing. That's my favorite combination, honestly. And
0: to give the listeners a little bit of a background, you have a Dark Souls tattoo, and. uh... <laughs> You've played more, fr- like, you play a lot more punishing games than I do generally because I'm not really a huge fan of the, of the Dark Souls games, but you enjoy the punishment, I suppose. Um,
1: yeah. So. We all saw you give up on Father G, and I was very upset about by, that. By we all, do you mean specifically you? It was just me, but, you know, the, the shame was radiating off me. Okay. It's, calm down, <laughs> calm down
0: with that. Um, but all right, we have to get this out of the way. Is this the Mm. Dark Souls of roguelikes?
1: No. Of course not. I don't, I don't, you see, I don't like things that are, it's always compared to Dark Souls just because it's difficult. And I wouldn't even say this game is that difficult. It's something you need. It's not unfair difficult, which might be something you say about Dark Souls. But even then, I don't say that. So I don't know. No, I don't think it's like, this isn't, no, it's not Dark Souls. Sorry. Yeah. But it's... you can't compare something to Dark Souls because Dark Souls is just Okay. Ah, you can amazing. compare some
0: things. Mortal Shell. No. Mortal Shell you can compare to Dark Souls. Because it yeah, is Dark that... Souls.
1: Yeah, well it was like it was like the sad version of Dark Souls. You know you know when you're walking down the street on Fifth Avenue and it turns to eight o'clock and suddenly there are Louis Vuitton bags on the floor outside. But, you know, their quote-unquote Louis Vuitton bags, that's what Mortal Shell was. It was like the copy of Dark Souls, but it's not the same.
0: You spend a lot more time on Fifth Avenue than I do. Anyways, um, (laughs) so at least the one thing that we will talk about is dying over and over again to accomplish a goal. Now, obviously, Mm -hmm. in FromSoft games, that's you die over and over again and do the walk of shame back to the same boss, but you beat it once and you're done. Um, Mm -hmm. Hades isn't that. So what is it about the challenge of Hades that's compelling to repeat?
1: Um, I think it's that at first, I think the challenge changes over time on plays. First, it's to see how far you can get. And every time you get a little chamber further, which is, it feels really good. Like I got to boss one, I almost beat Meg on the first try. And then it's, you know, Meg becomes kind of not a challenge, but just another room on the way to the more difficult challenge, which you didn't know was back there, which is the stupid Hydra. And then you get to that, and you beat that, and it's great. But then it changes. Once you've finished the entire story, it becomes a challenge of turning up the heat and using different aspects. So it becomes a completely different game. You're not so focused on trying to find out what's at the end. You're trying to find out a new way to get through the game. Yeah,
0: and the, uh, w- the entire episode we're going to talk about the very challenge of turning up pack traits and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah. in, in terms of, th- this really is a game where it starts to feel like it's about the destination ends up feeling it's about the journey because the journey is mm-hmm. just so much fun to take.
1: Yeah, and the funny thing is about this journey is you kind of can't wait to get home. To figure, to see what else has happened while you were out on the journey. Just like real life. Yeah, exactly. Yes.
0: That really, you just want to come home and pet the puppy.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the best part, obviously.
0: Uh, so, it's been a different experience that we've both been in the same house playing the same game, and we'll watch each other play sometimes. Mm-hmm. what's something that you've noticed from that perspective and how play styles can vary between players in terms of, like, weapon selection and and run shaping and everything? What have you seen that uh, that gives you more of an appreciation for the variability in this game?
1: Okay, you and I are, are completely different when it comes to this. You like to try different things. So you would pick up the bow, and then you would pick up the gun, and then it would be the sword and i instead was like i see fists i'm going to punch things in the face until i get really good at fists and i'm going to ignore everything else and just run through it punching things in the face and it's it it's di- just completely different when you try to absorb as much as you can through different weapons because you learn a lot more and instead of just specializing which is what I did and also the way I decided to the way we both decided to ramp you decided to go let's do one heat additional at a time on each different weapon and I went straight from I'm doing heat zero to now I'm doing heat eight so let's do 16 so let's do 20 now I'm busting 32. So, and there was kind of no in between. So it was just kind of jarring and it's just different, but we'll talk about that later, I guess.
0: Yeah. The the guest topic this week is going to be an amateur's guide to the thermostat of figuring out how do we turn up heat in a non-painful or expensive way? Um, and I think we both had our hits and misses here. Uh, but yeah, you definitely. were you were making big jumps early on and you definitely... Uh, hit those higher heats well before I did. You uh, you beat 20 heat before I beat 10, I think. Uh, but yeah. But then 32 is hard. I hit
1: the wall, yeah.
0: And to be fair, I've cleared 32 one time, and you have cleared it. Uh, you haven't yet, but it's a matter of no,
1: time. No, I haven't cleared it yet. It's a matter it's... of time. I'll get there eventually. Yes.
0: All right, lightning round. Favorite aspect?
1: Mm. Okay, I wanted to say Talos just because I love fists, but now I think I'm starting to lead towards Chiron. Just because it's, it's so much fun to play.
0: And the way the arrows just go across, it's, like,
1: it's so And it cool. goes like, and it's fun in like little patterns. It goes towards the back and it just shoots behind you. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. And as you
0: mentioned, very good with Dionysus.
1: Yes. Purple flying all over the screen. Best day ever. Big fan. Favorite character? Meg. Why? I don't know. I just think she's, she's a fun character and I feel kind of bad for her. Now that I go through her and don't see her as a threat anymore, it's just she's kind of a stepping stone.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was one piece of dialogue where she was in the lounge and I rolled up after a after clear and she's like, I don't remember the last time I've beaten you, Zag.
1: I was like, and you were like, neither do I. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to
0: say that. That's rude.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, it's true. I don't remember the last time I've gotten I was beaten by Meg. I can name it the last time I was beaten by Electo because that's a whole different story. She's the worst, but she is hot garbage. But Meg is just—I don't know. She seems like a nice, kind of like secretly nice, possible heart of gold, but strong exterior who can kick ass with a Have whip. You ever
0: watched Daria?
1: Obviously, she's Jane. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. And who doesn't want to be Jane? There you go. I, I like love those boots.
0: Seriously? Yeah. All right. Great what surprise. is what is your comfort build? What is your go-to? That if you're supposed to go to sleep, but the weapon is glowing, you say, all right, one more.
1: Kyron. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's obviously the Kyron Dio Afro build. It's yeah. just, it's so much fun to do.
0: Have you hit Curse of Nausea on it?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's my it's favorite. Just, oh,
0: it's just, so good. Yes. All right. Um... <laughs> See the show notes here. Most <laughs> you hated most hated enemy.
1: Oh, Satyrs. They're the worst. And I you know, there's there's so many others that could be contenders for this, like the giant Medusa head and the stupid rock.
0: Oh power couple, but yeah.
1: The power couple, but the satyrs and they're hawking poison loogies at you. It's just dreadful. I mm. You know, you would need the R-rated version of this show to really tell you my true feelings about this, but they are, they are the, the, the worst.
0: Looking at the show notes, um, Kite has some thoughts <laughs> that rhyme with the word ducks.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, and I will say, in so far, the show is obviously relatively young, but in the first three weeks, everyone's like, well, I could say satyrs, but, and they pick something different, because we're all thinking of, how do I justify not saying satyrs? Because it's, it's probably satyrs. Um,
1: it's satyrs It's totally satyrs And if you're saying something else, you're lying to yourself. It's satyrs
0: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, episode one, I said witches, and I don't like that room. That's not a fun room. Um,
1: yeah, the witches is is difficult, but they're at least they're not shooting poison that you have to run around and get status off. Unless if you can't kill everything quick enough, it's a. And pin. they're not in every run. Pin, yes,
0: saters are in every run. Yeah, you're gonna see them.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, catch a looky to the face. Ew. Okay
0: um well let's do it's time for what we do around the house every day it's time for build bragging uh and so let's tell us about a run you had recently that you really enjoyed well how did it come together
1: okay i was on heat four it was chiron and i don't you know i never start a run honestly thinking about what i'm going to pick i mean i didn't originally now i kind of do where i'm starting to as you get to the higher heats you start to think about instead of just starting with the coin purse which was my go-to move i started picking more towards one god in the next but this one was strange i ended up with two different builds in one run so i ended up with on one side it was curse of longing relentless volley and heartbreak strike and unhealthy fixation and then on the other, it was Sea Storm, Poseidon Hade, Smoldering Air, Billowing Strength, and Second Wave. So it was just the strangest build where you had, two completely, com- you had two complete builds in one run. So I don't know how that happened, honestly. I couldn't tell you the order in which I got them. I'm pretty sure I started with Coin Purse. And it just kind of fell in my lap that I ended up with all of these lovely, lovely boons.
0: Yeah, you had this, I was watching this run, you had this crazy yeah. ticking doom damage, but then in Elysium, you suddenly switched to Surf in USA, where just every yeah. five seconds you were jamming call and just zoom, 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 and the, the double knockback with the lightning bolt, and also increasing your strength by 30%. It was gross. It was so gross. It
1: was crazy. I honestly, I don't think I'll ever see anything like that again, but it was, it was so good. At the time, it felt crazy good.
0: Yeah, I, I'm sure you'll find something else again because uh, sometimes Hades giveth and sometimes Hades taketh away, but it was a lot of fun to watch <laughs> you do that. And once you yes. once you picked up Smoldering air with Poseidon's 8, I may or may not have turned up the stereo and put on Surf in USA by the Beach Boys. It was very entertaining.
1: Yeah, well, spe- yeah, because you and, oh God, you and Smoldering Air, it's like the love affair of the ages.
0: Yeah, and, okay, the run that I'm going to talk about does not have Smoldering Air. Does it have Seastorm? Uh, the Fifth Amendment protects me. I do not have <laughs> to disclose. I knew it. Uh, okay, so this was actually the run. It was recorded right after the episode last week. I, you were watching this one. because It was a very strange build as well that also ended up quite similarly of having two builds in one. That I was mm-hmm. on Poseidon Sword with a bonus 50% cast damage. And I ended up with a true shot early on and got Mirage Shot in Tartarus. So it was shooting double super-leveled critical true-shot bolts from Artemis, and, like, I would just press the A button and kill things. And That's crazy. W- so, like, what I usually try and do when I end up with a really nice cast build, if I already have a duo come together, I'll take Hermes Keepsake mm-hmm. Act 2 to angle for the Legendary, and I got the Legendary after the first Hermes drop, and the second one was quick reload, so my, stuff, my cast stones dropped quickly. But then yeah. I was already Poseidon, and so I found Zeus, and I also ended up casually in sea Storm. With the Zeus legendary and the Poseidon legendary and an epic Poseidon's aid and knockback on cast. So I would walk into a room, press A, shoot out three seeking critical arrows that dealt a hundred and seventy hundred and eighty six damage plus the fifty percent bonus, and then they would come back if they killed the thing, and then also would dash around and smash things with my sword and they would blow up when they jammed into a wall and got hit by lightning. It was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I remember that I remember this. <laughs> was that was crazy. I remember that. Yeah. Mostly because I made fun of you for picking sea storm again.
0: It's and yet is there ever been a time when you've seen that and been like, I don't really want that? Is that is that what's happened?
1: No, it's not something that I'm opposed to taking. It's just funny the number of times I look up from my own Switch and see that you are about to pick Sea Storm once again.
0: Yeah, it's one of the is it's easier to fall into and if you're even close to it, you should probably like Go a little bit out of your way for it. Same with Smoldering Air. It's my favorite duo in the game. Merciful End is just a lot harder to get because you have to think about it from the very beginning. Same with Deadly Reversal because they nerfed it because everyone just wants Athena Dash and they don't want you to just be able to deal fat damage. But Seastorm, Smoldering Air, like if you're on Zeus, which you probably are more often than not, and you just happen to be adjacent to one of these, like, all right, just take a keepsake and just, just get
1: it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you fall into that. I've, you know, I don't really see it very often. I guess I just don't pick Zeus very often. I probably should pick Zeus more. But I never really see sea, Storm or Smoldering Air. Those are two things I, I just miss a lot of. I end up with mostly Crystal Clarity, I think.
0: Ooh, that's a fun one,
1: one. Oh, that and Hunting Blades, which is mm, so good. Yeah,
0: I do enjoy good Hunting Blades. Um, Who doesn't? But you know, the reason why you might not take Zeus as much is because Zeus is really good on the gun, which I know is your favorite
1: weapon the gun the gun oh god the gun it's so hard to play with i always forget to reload so i end up shooting blanks just for a few seconds before i'm like oh i have to do that again it's (laughs) it's it's never been fun for me i've never i've never had i i've beaten i think up to heat four or five with the gun and it's still just a struggle every single time. Every time I see it glowing that purple, I'm like, oh God, it's a gun run. And I just, I feel dreadful every time I do it. I've never been comfortable with it. And I guess I just need to practice it more, but it's still not getting, it's just not getting there yet. Yeah.
0: You remap reload, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. To the uh, left stick, to punch in the left stick. And it's just, no. It's still not. It's still not running for me.
0: It's hard. It takes some getting used to. And uh, actually, what helped me a lot, Edelweiss, uh, who's a host in a different podcast I'm on, was talking about how much yes, I know. Uh, how much she loves Hestia, which is like Eris is kind of the go-to gun, but Hestia with that mm-hmm. amplified bonus damage when you reload. Just said, play it like a yeah. shotgun and just press reload after every attack. Like you reload when you're dashing and then you shoot and then you do that again. And just getting used mm-hmm. to that routine. You get really used to reloading after an enemy dies, and that's been pretty helpful. Um, but yeah, See,
1: I, I don't think I've played any other gun except for the the first gun and Eris, just because I I have no interest in playing <laughs> any of the. Uh, like, like a big beefy shotgun. I, just, I know, but I've been so turned off by gun that it I'm just not interested in in playing with any of the other aspects, honestly.
0: Well. Maybe getting better and more comfortable at kind of something to shoot for? Eh? Eh? Okay, so let's move on to the next section. (laughs) We're going to talk about an amateur's guide to the thermostat. Let's turn up the heat. So we have spent a lot of the time in a trial and error of cranking up the difficulty in the game. Um, But what makes the pack system so fun, even though it can be really, really punishing?
1: Uh, The pack system is just very interesting because you can turn up different aspects of what you find most comfortable for your playstyle. If you don't mind facing a lot more mobs, you turn up jury summons. If you want them to hit harder or to run faster or you think you can deal with some harder bosses thrown in the middle or if you want to lose your mind and try Theseus in that stupid stupid car, it's you can just do you can try different things and you can try them in different ways so you can start with more more enemies just plain they're the same strength level just more of them and then you can turn it up a notch by going they'll hit you 20% harder and then you can go another notch and then just put in you know more fury sisters and you can keep going that incrementally bit by bit and you'll start to get better at each aspect of the game.
0: Yeah, and the, the different traits pushing improvement at different aspects of the game I really, really like because if you want to get better at dodging traps you can just turn on heightened security. Alternatively you could never use that trait because screw heightened security, but like it's, it's something you could do. I don't know.
1: No, no, it's not something you do. You never touch that button. You do it once to get the what is it called? The fates? But then you never, you literally never touch that thing again because it is a nightmare. And I spend 90% of my time in Asphodel standing in lava. Wouldn't get, wouldn't get out of there. No. That or Electo's Saw Blade. Screw it. Which counts as a try. Don't touch that button. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll, we'll talk about that in the section where we go trade by trade. But yes, not a huge fan. Um, but so you briefly alluded to this earlier. So you were just pushing really, really hard on fists and just trying to crank up that heat right away. Did you have a specific goal you're looking for? Did you have a specific approach?
1: Okay. I started on fists because and I'll I'll start, I have to go back to a different game. When I was playing Dark Souls 3. Of course! And <laughs> as, you know, it always comes back to Dark Souls. When I was playing Dark Souls 3, I would play with a sword and shield. As as one does in the beginning, because I always start in the night class. And I would play that, and it would be good, and then I hit a block, and I'm not talking about Dancer, I'm talking about Medir, the giant dragon, and you gotta go fast, you gotta hit him in the head, and you gotta dodge a lot. The shield isn't doing squat. So what I learned to do was pick up twin blades, which are amazing, and so much faster, and you're just jamming blades everywhere until that dragon's dead. So after that experience, I kind of never went back to Sword and Shield. Now it's all about going quickly and punching things in the face. This time you don't have two swords, you've got two fists. And you just go so fast that it's, it's just so much more satisfying punching things over and over and over again in the face. And it's just very quick. Love it. In your face. It's very close range melee style. Cool, let's do that. So I learned to play. As soon as I picked up fists, I was like, oh, this is the best weapon. I don't even know why anyone would play with the sword and also never picking up gun. So let's try pushing more heat with just fists because you love it so much. It's really fast. Cool, let's go. So I started from zero and I was I had beaten the game with zero heat and I thought, you know, I could I could go a little higher. So I went like two two or three. And then I and then I, I went crazy because I had seen you and you got the uh the Skelly statue. You got the first statue, which I think is on eight. Correct yeah, me if I'm it's wrong. Eight,
0: sixteen and thirty two.
1: Yes. So you got it on eight and I was like I really want that because deep down, I'm crazy competitive and I really, really wanted it. So I just jumped from after doing a two or three to eight. And I was like, let's see how hard this is. And I did the eight. I think it took two or three attempts just pushing to eight. And I was like, "Okay, that wasn't that bad. Like there wasn't really it wasn't really a struggle. It took two to three runs. It took me a lot longer to complete the entire game, which took about, I don't remember, 30 runs, 30, 50 runs? Yeah,
0: I cleared on 32 and you cleared on 30.
1: I cleared on 30. Um, So I was like, okay, it can't be that bad then. So I knew the next one was on 16. I knew you hadn't done it yet. I was like, I'm going to get hat. So (laughs) I pushed to 16 and it took, honestly, it was three or four runs on 16 to get through it with fists. So me being, you know, me, I decided I'm gonna get 32. I'm just gonna do it. It's it can't be that difficult. I mean, what's the big deal between 16 and 32? It'll be super, you know, exactly the same. Maybe more enemies. You know, maybe they hit a little harder, but I'm awesome. I can handle this. So I went up to 20 just to test the waters a little bit. I was like, all right, I'll hit a 20 and then I'll go to 32. So I tried 20. It took five or six tries and you can tell that the numbers are getting a little bit bigger every time how many attempts it takes to get through it. So I did I did that and I finished it and I was like, "Okay, and the build I had was a hot mess. It wasn't really anything great. It was like a hodgepodge of boons." So I was like, "Okay, I, you know, I'm going to be able to do this." And then I and then I just upped it to 32 without needing to do the uh, Extreme Measures 3 or 4, God knows, never 4. And it, it was like hitting the wall. I hit, I hit such a wall. And I must have attempted a 32 at least 30-plus times, honestly. And I the farthest I got, and I, I will say I got fairly far. I got to Hades Phase 2. So I was close.
0: Were you running EM4 it, or no?
1: Oh no, god, hell no. I <laughs> <laughs> no, I never run EM4. Uh, no. Mm-mm. I bear I I was barely running EM2, EM3 at this point. So I I I got to Hades phase two, but that was once out of the 30 plus tries. It was never consistent. Like I was never getting to the end goal and just losing at that point. I would get killed a lot earlier. That must have just been some kind of super run. But it was just hitting this wall over and over and over. And when you do that, it starts, the game starts to become way less appealing. I stopped really playing and I decided, you know what? You know what's a lot more fun? Making friends in Animal Crossing. So I'll just go do that. Like, you know, I got, I got, tons of animals i could play with why am i torturing myself by hitting this wall and just you know getting frustrated over and over and over again so i went back to that and i stopped playing actually for a few days it was a, there was a time when i wasn't playing for a few days and you were still gung ho in it and i would still watch you play while i was cavorting with my animal friends and it it be, i started that's the point where I really started to watch you play and how you were playing and how you were using heat. Instead of just going full force like I was, you had you did the ramp strategy where you slowly increased heat every single time. You got used to the heat on all different weapons. You tried different heat and you you just it just be it just you practiced more. And it was a different type of practice than I was doing because I wasn't really practicing. It was like I was throwing things at the wall and seeing what would stick. And it really, at that point, I was like, I think this is a way better strategy than what I've been doing. I Instead of getting really frustrated with the game, it's because it's still fun to play, and I wanted to play more because I do eventually want to get past heat level 32, I decided to go back to what you did and now I'm going basically aspect by aspect um, and turning up the heat incrementally so basically just taking whatever is glowing because I need the darkness to make myself feel better with my title uh, and the fancy little sticker it puts next to your name and I take that I go to the next level of heat and I try to get through it as best I can and I think that has kind of made the game way more fun than what I had been doing which was throwing everything at the wall, and now I'm actually kind of getting love for other um, weapons because at first it was literally all fists, and I think I had, it was 15 or 19 clears on fists alone, and if you looked at every other weapon, it was like two, three, one, two, and I just, it was, I was all about the fists. So it's, it's, I kind of, w- I went back to what you were doing and it's changed the game and it's actually become a lot more interesting and fun to play again.
0: Yeah. And, and that's where I think it can be really tough to resist the urge of just going for the goals the game sets in front of you because it's, it tells you what heat you need to clear to get the statues. I'm like, well, I'll just go get the statues. But the jump from, from lower heats or even initial clear to eight, like you'll feel it, but it's not quite as punishing 8 to 16 is where it starts to like, all right, I really need to make sure my build comes together. But if your build comes together, you can tell by Asterius, the solo fight. That's really the litmus test of Heat 16. Oh, yeah. If you suck against Asterius, your build's probably not going to make it. And if you beat him cleanly, then you're probably good enough to get there. 16 to 32 is his next level. It is something else.
1: It's crazy. And it's, it's, I just thought, I thought because it had taken me. 2 or 3 tries, and then 3 or 4 tries, and then 5 or 6 tries, that it was going to be the same thing with a jump to 32. That it would be, you know, maybe 8 or 9 tries, 10 tries max, and I would eventually be able to pop through it, and that just never happened. It was crazy different from what I had been experiencing even at rank 16.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot to it, and we'll talk about the specific traits that we're going for, but uh just to speak to slowly leveling up, I think a lot of what makes the game fun, and this is actually related to a separate conversation that I've had about the game uh recently, about um, trying to put together build charts and diagrams for people to easily reference which duos to go for. But if you go for the same build every game and you go for the same heat every game and you just try and do the same thing over and over again and look for slightly different results, like almost like a speed run, you're gonna really diminish the depth that Hades has to offer. Because there are so many cool and goofy things that can happen if you allow them to. And I've really enjoyed my journey of exploring all the different aspects and trying different things. And sometimes just flying by the seat of my pants and other times starting a specific duo and whatever. Seeing what comes together. Uh, And really, I think some of the first few times that I felt super powerful in the game, I just lucked into duos without really knowing how they worked. And ended up with hunting blades on Haribo or smoldering air with Athena Call. And like a level 7 Athena Call to stand on top of the final boss. Really, really fun stuff that came together because I wasn't pushing for it when you're angling for higher heats. I think that around the 16 heat line, as we mentioned, this is where you want to be really way more intentional about your builds uh, because that's where you're going to really need that DPS faster and you'll know by the end of Asphodel if you have it or not. And really, solo Asterius is the litmus test for is this worth pushing on um, or how hard is this going to be? But
1: That's definitely true.
0: Yeah. So it's just about—it's a question of how dialed in do you have to be and how quickly. But there's still, uh, if you are good enough at not getting hit, you can go way further on a on a build that maybe isn't as strong on paper and still do just fine.
1: Yeah, I guess, and especially if you have Athena Dash, then you can go <laughs> yes. really, well, really If you far. deflect, you didn't get hit. That counts. That counts. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's not hitting you if it's got a, if you got a shield around you. So. All right. So we're gonna do a, a pack by pack rundown.
0: And talk about uh, both our recommended recommended progression path. And then after that, we're going to talk about uh, what we're pushing for right now, what our configuration is. And then we'll close the podcast so we can both do a run. How about that? Um, That sounds fantastic. Yes. All right. So first, hard labor plus 20% damage up to five ticks. Uh, So this one, you'll feel it. You'll notice it. Yeah. But if you don't get hit very much, it seems like a clean one to do.
1: Yeah, that's no, this, I think this is the first one I started putting heat on, obviously, because it was just, especially at the beginning with plus 20, it does, it doesn't feel that much. When you get to plus five, it feels like hell, but yeah, at plus, when you start, I think just adding a 20% is not a big deal.
0: And like we talked about this, this reinforces good habits. It teaches you pretty clearly that getting hit is a little bit more punishing, so you want to be—you really want to practice not getting hit, and that's just a good thing to practice. Period. For it's a skill yeah. that will make any Hades run better. Uh, same with the next trait, yeah. lasting consequences. Now this is minus twenty-five percent healing on all healing up to four ticks. You can reduce healing to zero total for the run if you want to.
1: Yeah, that's never going to happen for me. I I need the healing. I I've never. I think I went up to fifty percent. Healing loss, and it was fine. Like you could get through it, but I think anything more, you really start to feel that. And especially if you're just starting with low level heats and you're not really comfortable with it, it's it's not something I would put on an initial low heat run. And this
0: does also affect things if you do the per room healing, like I do, instead of the darkness healing. Uh, this does hit yeah. that, so that rounds it down to two, or then to one, or even to zero. There is a strategy at higher heats, uh, really this is like a 30, a 30 plus thing, where you crank up lasting con- consequences to maximum and you go stubborn defiance instead, um, because mm-hmm. you can just choose to proc in rooms by standing in lava or whatever, and then you get, your, you get the 30% health back. Uh, but that is a very advanced strategy, because you have to get through each boss with maximum Long 130% uh, health total, yeah. And that's with no healing in yeah. the middle of the run. You have to be really, really good. No
1: yeah you have to i i don't know i've never i've done uh was it stubborn defiance once or twice just to get through with the prophecy, but it's not something i I need the the ice blocks more often <laughs> yeah the
0: the extra the extra death defiances are really really helpful there there is a trick here if you have stubborn defiance active, if you pop your stubborn defiance and then pick up an athena, replenish your death defiance, get an extra one. You can stack them. You can have two. But you have to pop your block first. It has to be yeah. empty. Then you have to pick up the Athena. Then you refill it in the next room.
1: I've, I didn't know that, actually. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, it's a very narrow I strategy, guess... but it helps for later in the game.
1: Yeah, I never use it, so I had no idea that worked like that. Yeah,
0: me neither. But I guess pushing thirty twos, it's an option. Um, Next up, we've got convenience fees. It increases your prices by 40% or up to, uh, you can take it up to two for 80% increases. And one level in this rank is very common for, I take this a lot uh, because it's, you just learn the break point of it goes from 150 to 210. The break point for a death defiance from a well goes from 200 to 280 and you just keep the gold. Mm -hmm. You just learn when to spend and when not to. You'll pass up boons in the shop that don't fit comps that you're looking for. Maybe buy the heart a little bit less often. Uh, but otherwise, it doesn't feel all that punishing to me, at least at rank one.
1: No, yeah, that's this is one you definitely start with and you just pick it up because you you just learn how to manage your gold more better. That doesn't make any sense. You just learn to manage your gold your gold better.
0: Yep, and a skill that translates to real life. Don't buy things you don't need. Wait, really? Yeah, right? Crazy. Also, don't yeah. steal from the shopkeeper. That's a paddling. He'll hit you with only the if
1: you're, <laughs> only if you're, only if you're at the end with a broken build. But even, but then it's a, kind of like a waste. Honestly, you don't need it. You, don't need it. you don't need it at that point.
0: Yeah, it's I. I would only do it for the prophecy, and then after that, I stopped because it's either too scary at high heat or too slow at speed runs. So yeah, it's only for fun you, at
1: that point. At the beginning, you just don't have the strength to to beat him.
0: The Tartarus Caron fight. Oh.
1: Ugh. Yeah no. Yeah. God no. You could have like one boon, you're screwed. Forget it. Don't even touch that bag.
0: I've done it once because I got Tartarus Hunting Blades, and I'm like, I'm just gonna stand behind this pillar and press the A button until he goes away.
1: Yeah, but then the pillars disappear, like in phase two. You dash to the, the other pillars, pillar. go away. No, just don't get hit. They're, no, they're gone.
0: <laughs> okay, it was scary. I don't know. It was a while ago. I blacked out, and then he was away He's gone. <laughs> All right. This next one, jury summons. You take this one a lot. Uh, plus twenty percent more enemies up to three ticks.
1: Yeah, see, I think that's easy. I think it's e- I think it's easy when you're at low heat and they're not having special effects on them. If you're not doing benefits package basically. It's if you're having base level enemies and there are just more of them and I don't think I don't feel it. It's not as bad. You can you can honestly start that all the way up to 3 and just leave everything else blank and that's that's your 3 heat run, you're good.
0: Yeah, it's the reason that I don't take this all that often is because I'm a tight deadline gamer and more enemies are slow. It just takes yeah. longer because you usually get another wave of summoning. So if you're playing in higher levels of tight deadline, it can really cause problems, especially in Elysium. Especially oh, Elysium. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, because you have to pop them twice. Yep. <laughs> and you have to get their heads. The little floating black ball. I don't know what they are.
0: but The butterfly ball. Oh, no, the, the naked shades. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: there's the little... Black with the eye in the middle. The shades, yeah, yeah.
0: And then also, that means you get 20% more flame wheels, and I'm, I'm good. I'm all set. Um, Unless
1: you get the magic thing that makes them go away.
0: Which is money well spent is, every single time. So oh totally my well god,
1: finished. yes. Yeah. I'd rather have that than a boon.
0: Depends on the boon. But usually, yes.
1: Mm, well, well, I know if it's a Smoldering Air or sea storm you wouldn't give those up okay, for anything. Okay. Right, just, no, <laughs> that's a personal attack.
0: Right, do you feel attacked? It's, it's okay. It's okay. All right. Let's talk about, I think, one of the most important boons in this list. Let's talk about Extreme Measures. This makes the bosses more more bossy. Um, you can go up to four levels once per boss, and to unlock the fourth yep. level, you have to have, I think you have to have beaten the true ending, but it's uh, It's in the shop for Extreme Measures. Um, tell me about yep. your journeys with e- with Extreme Measures.
1: Okay. I did Extreme Measures 1. I was like, this isn't that bad. But I will note I didn't get Electo the first time. <laughs> So I think I had Meg with Extreme Measures and I was like, okay, this is easy. Like they just, you know, throw things around occasionally and we're good. Until I learned you can have Electo as the main and then your ice blocks just disappear. Um, that was fine. And then learning was a little harder because the floor is gone. And as I said, I have a tendency to just stand in lava for no reason. And then I tried Extreme Measures 3. And I will say I tried it once originally and I beat it. And I was like, that wasn't that hard. So, you know, he spins around a few more times in a circle and we're good to go. And then I started doing EM3 on a higher level, and it's like hell on earth. <laughs> and I I got into the bad habit of when Asterius jumps away, you dash towards him. So you can hit him in the back. And now I have to break that habit because he craters into the floor and it damages you. So now I'm learning to go the other direction. But I still have the bad habit of just going, you know what? I'm just gonna go forward. Don't do that. And EM4 I have literally never done. I've seen it done. Oh, it I saw sucks. you do it. I've seen
0: <laughs> You've also seen me die to it many, many, many times.
1: Yeah, I've seen the aftermath of Extreme Measures 4 a few times already, and it looks insane. I I have a favorite moment of that fight. I don't know if I could talk about that. We'll we'll leave that for the listeners to discover on their own. Yeah, it is the best moment in Extreme Measures 4, and that's like, now I'm starting to learn EM3. It was, I don't find one or two as difficult anymore, especially with the Meg Call on learning that makes the third phase just disappear. And I'm learning EM3 now. And I think you really need to practice that first on no other heat. Just especially ones that make enemies harder. <laughs> um, and if you see Electo on the first one, just know you're screwed and your run's over and that's it your
0: run's over, just you're going to pay the electo health tax, and, and no matter what happens, she's going to walk away with some of your blood, because she's into that, and it's weird. Um, But Extreme Measures, uh, I think more than even the other two, but Extreme Measures benefits package and middle management. These three traits in particular are should be core to your first 10 heat, because once you get used to them, they just become a normal part of the game, and the heat becomes free. Uh, I have. Yeah, I haven't played with extreme Measures off through rank three in a while. Um, and EM one, two, and three should be your first six heat if you are looking to push further. Now, if you're doing packs, uh, if you're doing the the prophecy to do every pack trait, then you're going to try other stuff, and you really want to get to know how everything feels a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But really internalizing the upgrades to enemies and getting used to them, going to be really really important for for Heat Progress. So we can talk about all three of them now here. Extreme Measures, which enhances the first four bosses at max. Uh, benefits Package, which gives Armored Foes a perk or two perks at max level, and then Middle Management, which just checkbox to make mini-bosses harder. Uh, I think the first 10 Heat should be EM-123, Benefits Package 1, and Middle Management 1. Uh, just to get used to these things and build good habits early, because the Asterius thing, oh man, that crater. For a while, my... and. On non-extreme measures, my strategy was dash towards him, hit him. And then uh, once I learned about the crater, my strategy was dash just outside the crater, get clipped by the end, and take damage. Anyways, not a great strategy. Don't recommend it. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: that's my current strategy. Yeah.
0: So, But now I feel like I have a good idea as to when he's going to do swing, swing, jump, and when he's going to do swing, swing, no jump into swing, swing, jump, jump. And it's, there's a very particular rhythm to that fight that just takes a lot of reps, and really, the yeah. solo areas fight is the hardest part of EM3 because you, that's where your run usually comes together by getting the elite boon in that room, and he makes you work for it. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, God no, that's the worst. And I, oh, I died actually quite a few times to that, to that fight. And it just, it's a run killer if you don't have your together at that point.
0: And the first time that you get to see his spin attack, um, it hits harder than you <laughs> think never- it does. It hits harder. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, I feel so bad about that still, because I had done EM3 before you had, and I was like, it's easy. it's easy, it's the same thing, there's nothing really new about it. And I was sitting there, and then he starts to spin, and you were like, you didn't tell me about this. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. He, yeah, he does that that spin, it's going to destroy you.
0: Yeah, I asked about are there any new attacks. <laughs> let's let's be clear here. I said are there any new attacks, and you said nope. And then he spun up and popped two blocks, and you were like, oh yeah, there's that one. <laughs> he does that one. Forgot,
1: I forgot about that. Okay, yeah, I had a, a, I forgot about, about the loss
0: of memory. Helicopter meatloaf over there chopping off my my ice blocks.
1: Ruining your day.
0: Ugh.
1: Oh, that was so, so funny. So
0: anyways, that's my spiel on, on slowly turning up heat. i uh, got a few more here. Uh, calisthenics program plus 15% health to enemies up to two ticks. I hate this.
1: Yeah, that's the worst. I don't want them to have more health. It's a
0: nightmare. And definitely not bosses. And definitely not when I summon uh, Meg on Lernie and then uh, Lernie doesn't die because Lernie has more health.
1: Yep. It's yeah, That one's a hot mess. I, that one's I rarely take. When I'm, trying to, when I'm now pushing for heat, I don't really take calisthenics pro- program at all.
0: Yep, and don't combine this with jury summons because then you get a lot. Oh, it's just no. so slow. It's so slow.
1: And especially, God forbid, you're doing tight deadline at the same time. That's just never going to happen.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, forced overtime, make enemies move 20% faster up to two ticks. These are worth three heat each. And once you do mm-hmm. it, you will know why. Because it changes yeah. the, your entire muscle memory of how the game functions.
1: Yep, it takes a lot of a lot of getting used to. It's something that I'm actually not using right now just because I'm still learning things the way they were originally. But it's it is it's it makes it way more difficult, especially in Elysium with the shield men and ugh, all that stuff. And if
0: you're using benefits packs and you have like speedy skulls or fast hands, and they move faster or it's yep. even just on on Hades sweeps so used to yeah. dodging at a particular time and then moving a fraction yeah. of a second faster, like goodbye, Acorn.
1: Your timing, your timing is just so off after a certain point. It's it's crazy how how it really messes up your muscle memory. Yeah. So all right,
0: next one. Heightened security. Make traps and magma deal four hundred percent damage.
1: Nope. I want to know who. Th- I want to know who thought of this. <laughs> I I, I got to write them like a sternly worded letter. That is a nightmare. I'd it oh my god, I can't even just getting through it with that alone on was hell. It was hell. Lava? Nightmare. Do I stand in traps all the time? Absolutely. Electroblades. Yep. Are you freaking kidding me? Like
0: And Hades Jars too. Would- Hades jars count. Yes.
1: I'm like no, this is not okay. Like, I will I will literally never put that on. If that is the last thing I need to do to get to whatever I don't even know the top heat number is, it's just never going to happen. I'm never touching heightened security. Ever. Period.
0: Yeah, I, I am also not a huge fan of this. Now, I had an interesting conversation in Discord yesterday. There are a couple people that play... Uh, Edelweiss and Isocles both play much more defensively. They use ruthless reflex instead of greater reflex, and they go for that one mm-hmm. parry dash. They play a lot on bow and on gun, um, and they don't mind heightened security but hate tight deadline. And it's interesting to note mm. the different play profiles because neither of us, I'd say, are particularly defensive players. We tend to, to value killing the enemy over not getting hit, um, and I also... Yeah, get in there. Yeah, and also in Asphodel, uh, I tend to stand in lava quite a bit. Um,
1: Join the club.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, just, it's just a thing that happens sometimes. So, it's, this is interesting that it's going to reflect your playstyle, but especially when you get up to higher heats, it'll just end or run out of nowhere in sticks, usually. Yep. Because everything in sticks is a trap. Because sticks is a trap. <laughs> I, like, sticks there, is a trap. There's just no way around it, and you just get killed by a falling blade, or your block gets popped from full health by a hades jar or whatever, and you're just like, why am I doing this? It's only one heat. It's worth more than yep. one heat. I'd recommend steering away from it. Um,
1: yeah. Do it once for, I think, the prophecy, and then never, literally never touch it again. Done.
0: Now, with that being said, I would turn heightened security on before I turn on one level of routine inspection. Routine inspection is, there are four levels of this, but the bottom, uh, it's three heat to turn off the bottom three talents of the mirror, and you can move up the mirror all the way to the top. Um, Where it turns off the bottom three, then the next three, then the next three, then your entire mirror is turned off at max level, which is twelve heat.
1: Yeah. See, I've I've done it just once, and it was it was okay. It wasn't that bad, but I I can't see you pushing high heat with those off. That seems like a nightmare.
0: Halion has specifically said if he was at forty heat, he wouldn't turn this on because it turns off all your rerolls, turns off legendary and duo chance and mm-hmm. turns off Dark Foresight, which is probably the most punishing one, that you lose yep. the 20% extra boon and, and palm rooms and all that. Um, yeah, no. it's really It just is... makes the game less fun to play, because you just can't really build it the same way, and no rerolls is devastating. It actually hurts a lot. Yeah,
1: no. I need those rerolls. I used to use the room rerolls, and now I'm just solely on the, the gods rerolls. Yeah,
0: Fate of Persuasion is where it's at. And the room rules are weird, too. I actually um, did some research into this. I didn't know exactly how it worked. There are blue doors and gold doors. Gold doors are things that help your current run, and blue doors are meta resources for all your runs, so like darkness and gemstones and so on and so forth. And you can't switch the category. So if you see gemstones or nectar or whatever, it's never going to turn into a boon. It's always going to stay as a a resource that you bring back with you to the house.
1: You know, I think I figured that out without actually... figuring that out. It was there's I because I did used to re-roll a lot trying to get a boon when it was gemstones, which I was like, I don't need right now. And it never worked out that way. So that makes complete sense.
0: Yeah, if you get more rolls that way, but hitting a boon is more important, uh, than I think re rolling a room. And it can be nice to re roll certain god rooms if you're looking for other gods. Like that sounds okay. But making sure yeah. you can hit the right one when you're in that selection screen has been pretty clutch. Um, and so, routine yes. inspection takes that away, and I don't want to lose that.
1: Yeah, no, it's too good to, to, to go away, honestly.
0: All right, we've got three more here. Damage control, give enemies a shield to, uh, to a hit, up to two hits. This I don't is. the problem with that? Well, it depends on the weapon, right? Because yeah. some weapons, if you're on Arthur, you really don't want this. If you're on Rama, you probably don't want this. If you're on Eris mm-hmm. or any of the fist aspects, like, fine, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but if you're on Hestia right Hestia it's one big initial shot it gets completely nullified yeah. you really don't want that either
1: yeah but if you have your cast and it's just hit them three times you're already you already knock those off by the time you, you're done casting your three whatever if you have three yeah it's there are ways to it mitigate just it knocks them off yeah, yeah like and then you can start your attack after that so I, I that's what I've always started with and it's never been a problem for me
0: just a question of like, if you end up in a room of speedy skulls and you're on Arthur with damage control, then just kiss the run goodbye.
1: Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point.
0: But it's—I actually don't know this. If you—if the shot does no damage, does the Chiron debuff still happen? Like, can you still shoot the Chiron arrows?
1: I think so. Honestly, I think so. That's a game changer then.
0: Like, if you can—if you can still hit with that first arrow and it's—it's it's nullified, I don't know. Do they I, do they get like the weak debuff or two or whatever? Because if it's just the damage that's nullified, then that's fine. If, if it nullifies the entire hit and you don't get any of the debuffs from it, that's kind of a big deal.
1: I think it, I think it might actually.
0: Nullify the debuffs? I'm trying
1: to th- I'm trying to th- yeah, I'm trying to think back to my last Chiron run. I, ha- yeah. I would have to check. I'm honestly not sure, but that's a really good question because that does change things. Yeah,
0: I feel like that none of the effects that come with that first hit actually happen. I think it just bounces off and the shield goes away, in which case that first Chiron attack bouncing off is kind of... Difficult. It's um, yeah, that's rough. I guess you just start with special and just hope to hit.
1: That's that's honestly what I do. Yeah, Especially, just open with special. Yeah, when it's, yeah. yeah, it's fat it's just quick, 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 and then then you can go about your business. Okay. We've got two more. Uh,
0: so this one is not it's not the most punishing, but it is easily the most annoying, and I hate it. <laughs> Let's talk about approval process. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! I love approval process. We're
0: gonna tell a story. Approval process. When the when the list of selection screens comes up, you cross out an item. So it randomly crosses out top, middle, or bottom. That includes if you reroll, the cross out moves. It just randomly crosses something else out. Um, And you can level this up to two cross outs, where you only get to pick one thing instead of it. Like effectively, instead of just removing something, it just says you're taking this now.
1: Mm -hmm. My thirty-two run.
0: My 32 run, this is the story. You were here for this, and you loved it.
1: Oh, this is the best story ever.
0: I did actually clear this run. It is the only 32 I've ever cleared. I was on my favorite build, which is Merciful Gilgamesh Claus. And I was going for Merciful End, and I had all the prerequisites by the end of Act 1. And I also had a brilliant repast from the shop, so I was set up to get the Athena Legendary. First Athena that I saw after that, the Athena Legendary was there, crossed out. I rolled, yep. saying, I can just get Merciful End. Merciful End, sitting there right in the middle. Crossed out. <laughs> the next Aries boon that I saw, Merciful End in the middle. Crossed out. Rolled again to get one more Merciful End. Found it. proc blocked. Crossed out. <laughs> Three times in a row. I did eventually get the Athena Legendary, by the way. I never en- ended up getting Merciful End because I got destroyed yep. by approval process. Three times in a row and you were watching and you were like it's, it's gonna good. happen again and I was like don't say it and then it happened again.
1: Oh you knew it was gonna happen again. Like I don't know how you didn't know that was gonna happen over and over and I over knew again. You weren't supposed to say it so excited. You weren't supposed to say it. Gonna get it. It's gonna be oh no, no merciful end for you. And the legendary and duo so flash funny. it pops up before
0: the crossout. So you see the flash, yep. you're like, I got it, and then it's like nope. Guess what? You got
1: nothing. <laughs> That Christmas present uh,
0: was for your sibling. You get nothing. You get a you get yeah. a stocking with coal in it.
1: You get the socks. Your sibling gets the uh, NES. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> totally but you can cool. play.
0: You can play the second controller.
1: You could be the second player with the controller that's not plugged in. Cool. Let's go.
0: <sighs> so I think there's probably some merit to going for this at higher heats. I hate it. I I want to never go it again. But. If you're playing on a narrower build and you don't really need to rely on a duo and you're really good at the game, yes, you can do this, but it sucks and I hate it.
1: Yeah, I did it on my 20 and I didn't find it as bad as you did, but I also didn't have my brain destroyed by it, so it probably will become a problem in the future, but it hasn't, it hasn't been that difficult for me yet. Three times in a row. I know, <sighs> that was... That was-
0: so, anyways, last one, tight deadline. Uh, nine minute timer at level one, seven minute timer at level two, five minute timer for level three. This is per, uh, per act. And yep. the bonus time sticks around. So, if you clear Asphodel, in, or if you clear Tartarus in, in four minutes, then you have one minute, three minute, or five minutes carried over into the next act. Um, and really, you can get an idea of if, if this going to work for you by just looking at your clear times and just checking mm-hmm. to see if you would be under, anyways. Um, what is your opinion on this one, Kite?
1: Nine minutes is easy. Seven minutes is doable. Five minutes is getting kind of sadistic. I can't, I can't go that fast, especially when I want to just saunter around the room to look for stuff. I'm like, is that, is that a shiny pot over there? Let me just walk over there. Did I, did I see a well? Let me go over there. And I, I just don't have the time. I, I can't. I can't do it in that short a period of time. But I think nine is is super generous, honestly. That one should just be turned on immediately because it's it's such a gimme.
0: Yeah, I think TD1 is going to be free for most players once they get used to the idea of pushing heat. Um, I do think that I'd go for Extreme Measures 1 over Tight Deadline 1. But Tight Deadline 1 and Convenience V1 are probably the best fillers in between. And if they're not, if you're not a tight deadline player, you'll know. If your clears tend to be more in the in the high thirties, forty minute range, if you're playing mm-hmm. uh, ranged and really safely, then you could probably go for uh, you could probably go for hard labor. You could probably go for even damage control if you wanted to. There are a bunch of different other places to start, but for most players, extreme measures one and tight deadline one are the two places that I would start and use as filler along with convenience fee. Um, and I've been I've been pushing TD three runs which I think are easier on some weapons over others. It's not so hard at all on gun. It's not hard on fists. Bow starts to get a little tricky, and I know you like Chiron a lot. When I do Chiron, I turn it down to TD2 and go for that 7 minutes, because just the special takes a while for all the arrows to travel. It, it yeah, can be a, it I can't can just imagine that. Bit.
1: That seems kind of difficult, and even just getting off the first shot to the distance you need it to takes a little bit of time. So, I, I, can, I can see doing 5 on fists, or if you're actually like the gun. Yeah, sure. But I couldn't see it on something like Arthur, which would, that would just take forever. Like I, like one swing from Arthur takes a few seconds. I don't know how you would do that in five minutes.
0: It's, it's hard. Uh, You have to, your build (laughs) has to really come together. Like TD3, the runs that I've done, and I've done a few, you have to be super dialed in on what you're doing and you have to be sure it's a lot of damage output very quickly. Now the way tight deadline works, if you, if your timer runs out, you take five damage per second. It cannot be prevented. You can't, like, Athena Call or whatever. But you can survive and come back and mm-hmm. do the next wing. It's entirely doable. Uh, but if it takes you a while to clear some rooms, you'll know pretty quickly that you're going to be in time trouble, and there is no dilly-dallying. You have to usually want to pause when your door selections come up and think about that, uh, just yep. so the timer doesn't run. When you're in boon selection screens, the timer doesn't run there. When you're in dialogue screens, the timer doesn't run there. When you're in friend rooms, shout out yep. to shout out to Patty. Shout out to my boy Patty. My boy Patty. Yes. Which <laughs> I, I exclaim loudly around the house whenever I see him, and it's now become a rallying cry that he is yeah, the third member make, of our household.
1: I make you do it every time I get patty now. It's like <laughs> it's, it's Hey. Just the hey, thing. you know who I saw? Is it Patty? It's Patty, my boy Patty.
0: Um, so it's Tight deadline—you have to. You really want to keep safe in Act One and Two for a specific duo. It has to be high DPS output, and you really want to know what you're going for. So it can be pretty punishing. I think even the seven-minute one, when people get more comfortable and start pushing up the heats, it's not too bad as long as you're aware yeah. of what's going on.
1: Yeah, as long as you're moving quickly and you know what you're going for, it's not that bad. Or I think honestly, you need to be on a faster weapon.
0: Or a but high that's just DPS my weapon. Opinion. Like you yeah. could do Rama or Arthur because they're slower, but things die fast. But a chunk, you, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be in something that it takes a little while for things to die. Um, even something like Haribo, you can get really, really fast single target DPS, but clearing rooms mm-hmm. can take a while. And uh, yeah, bow in particular, I think if you're not on a really tricked out Rama build, it's kind of hard to get under that 20 minute line. Um, I it's think possible so. if you're really good. But we're, you know, we both started playing the game uh, what six weeks ago-ish or so. There are some people that I watch on online that I mean, Halion can do it, Hamlet can do it, but these are these are really good players with well, and they have years of experience, literally years. Yeah, exactly. This game was I out for two years this. and we weren't playing it yeah. for some reason.
1: Well, I was busy doing other things. Dark souls. Hollow souls and mostly Dark Souls. Oh no, wait, Bloodborne. Don't forget the Bloodborne.
0: That's the Souls like. Um, all right. <laughs> So what's the configuration you're going to run after we wind down here in a moment?
1: Um, I think I'm doing right now actually an Arthur run. I'm in the middle of that. So I have to finish that one up. I'm just pushing one heat at a time for every single weapon that's glowing. And that's basically what I'm doing at this point. Just trying to trying to ramp, do the slow ramp like, the, like, like Hat did. Yes. Oh, we missed a trait. We missed Underworld Customs.
0: Okay, Underworld Customs. We should talk about Underworld oh, yeah. Customs. So Underworld Customs, I think, is actually not so bad once you have faded Persuasion leveled and you get those rerolls. Underworld Customs, you have to purge a boon every floor, which means three, three times. And it does yeah. change how you play a little bit because you have to go out of your way to make sure you have something to sell. Shout out to Hermes for usually having things that are worth selling. Um, like a
1: dumpster boon, yeah. Yeah,
0: like side hustle. You buy it, mm-hmm. you get the gold, and then you sell it, and it's perfect. But it's only yeah. three sales at a time, and it actually helps you play a little better because your palms are going to be more focused into, into the things you really need. The important yes. thing here is to save re-rolls, because sometimes mm-hmm. a screen will come up where it's like, important duo imp- and two important abilities you have to roll it away. You really want to make sure you have dice saved up so you don't have to sell something important.
1: Yeah, I actually don't have a problem with Underworld Customs. I don't mind throwing things away. I usually ha- you usually have at least one boon that's not as important as the rest that you can just flick away and that's just extra heat.
0: Yep. And it can, I actually really like selling a boon going into Asphodel in case you see Eurydice because there have been a couple times where like yesterday I was doing a Curse of Nausea run and I had um, three boons total in Tartarus and one Mm -hmm. was Ares attack and one was Dionysus special and they were both white. And so I'm like I just want rarity upgrades on these and so I saw Eurydice super early, I sold my third boon and I guaranteed that both of those were going to get the upgrade and it was really nice
1: yeah that's a good strategy it can it can help it can help you out
0: so what traits are you pushing right now like what are the things that you're that you're trying out
1: Oh God um what traits am I pushing? Let me think I'm actually working on e m three so one two three I'm also doing hard labor. I know I'm doing that one. I'm also doing damage control and tight deadline and then uh, certain certain weapons are on lower heats so they're they're just on up to EM3 and other ones are in on higher so I also added lasting consequences just once convenience fee and also starting with benefits package
0: yeah those are good ones to test on um i was doing over the weekend i was pushing I was like saying let's just get used to EM4 no <laughs> let's let's there's no
1: there's no getting used to EM4 there
0: is a level of play higher than I'm capable of achieving,
1: uh, at least as of right
0: now, because <laughs> I think that I've, I've done that fight maybe 10 times. I think I've beaten it two times, maybe three, but one of the yeah, times I, I beat him three. as well, you were watching it, uh, where I got uh, Athena rocket clusters, cluster rockets, yep. and mm-hmm. so when you're shooting five deflecting rockets right in his face, that fight becomes a lot easier. And also- yeah, it goes I, a lot faster. And I was on C-Storm.
1: Uh, Shocker, I am so shocked. We're all shocked, I'm sure. And Smoldering here. Yeah, you, you need you need help, man. This is this
0: is. I, I know I need is, help. That's why I'm calling the god every five seconds. That's the point.
1: A, it's getting the help. <laughs> it's
0: what I'm doing. All for help. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm pushing. Uh. So I'm I'm pretty used to extreme measures at this point. I'm pushing benefits package level two, which kind of sucks sometimes when you get mm-hmm. speedy uh uh damage controlling mobs. I really hate those. Uh, especially yep. when it's like a cluster of speedy skulls, for example. Yep. Um, so benefits package too. I'm I'm working on internalizing that. And I'm starting to crank up hard labor just to get used to that idea. I've I've incorporated underworld customs into my into my play style. Um, and tight deadline. It's either it's constantly set at seven minutes at minimum. But I've been pushing tight deadline three. And it's some weapons I can definitely make it happen. Other weapons I'm like I'm in a, I'm out of time. Um, yeah, I've seen that happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah, tight deadline, I think I'm usually set to nine at this point. Unless I'm on fists, and then I could just go to seven. There, five, a, at least. That's
0: a very fast weapon.
1: Yeah, it's so, it's so quick. Yes.
0: And that's going to do it for our show this week. So, Kite, thanks for coming on. Uh, where can we find you on social media if
1: we want to chat and any
0: shoutouts you have?
1: Wait, people want to find me on social media? I, I'm actually not that active of a user on social media. Um, I leave that to my husband, who never s- stops tweeting. Uh, you can find me at flythatkite underscore on Twitter, and I'm around on Discord. It's the same name, FlyThatKite. that kite. You can find me if you need to find me. Just ask Hat. He'll he'll get me. He'll get you to me. Yes, I will. Who am, who am I shouting out? I got Well, I have to shout out Hat because he's the one who got me into, you know, into this game, and has been so supportive of me gaming in general. And also, I got a shout-out to my friend, Bodicus, just because he's awesome.
0: <laughs> he is pretty awesome. I'm a fan.
1: Yeah, cool guy. Love love Bodicus. Great guy. Agreed. I'm a fan.
0: I do a show with him every week.
1: I I, I know. I hear it all the time.
0: So, uh, as for where to find the show, follow us at Hidden Aspects on Twitter, subscribe to your podcast client, check out our Discord. That's going to do it this week. and. Until we talk to you next, we'll see you in hell.